Pure Love and Harmony. With Sasha and Shannon. We are back. Uh, Okay. Uh, Very interesting uh, topic tonight, right? Yes, I think think so. Are the animals, especially are the dogs, conscious? Hmm. Yeah, this is a big, I think this is going to be an interesting thing to unpack because we've been talking about a lot of things um, with emotions and how they feel and how we feel and how we try to communicate with dogs. So this is interesting. I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what you have to say on this thought of, well, let's just say like, first off, emotion. Well, so we're yeah. talking about consciousness, but like, so how do dogs feel or interpret their world and feelings? That's, that's, a, that's a crucial uh, question to answer if you really want to dive in into a canine communication. If we want to really communicate with our, our dogs, we need to understand, uh, or actually we need to answer that for ourselves. First, are the dogs conscious? Mm-hmm. Uh, does do the dog has this self awareness and awareness of the world around themselves, or they act uh, just instinctively? Pure animals surround; they are acting and reacting on their mm-hmm. surrounding, trying to find their place in the in the space that surrounds them. But then, um, uh, mm-hmm. immediately after that, then then you are immediately getting the outcome. Why is that very important question? to uh, a question to answer is because outcome of that question becomes do I want to train my dog or I want to learn a language of my dog yeah that's what I was exactly thinking because you know after we've had some of these conversations the last few weeks and people will talk to me about their issues with their dog Mm -hmm. I mean something comes up in me because a lot of people are approaching it the latter, what you said, um, obedience training. Mm-hmm. And so if, if dogs in fact don't operate that way, then if we like, it's just, it's so misinformed in terms of how we are communicating with them or getting an outcome with them. So this is a good conversation to like get into, to, to know and understand the, the communication better. The, yeah, of course. But you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty much, uh, a uh, question that uh, you know mainstream or the high end science i guess like know the answer on that but opening the the really answering it purely might raise up a lot of uh, moral debate a lot of political debate a lot of mm. economical debate because the moment you start talking about uh, animal consciousness and animal possibility to become aware of the world around them and being aware as an individually part of that world brings um, meat eating slaughterhouses uh, animal experimenting and human animal interaction to an, a complete dead end and if we're going to shift our paradigm right. on answering the question about animal consciousness and animal emotional life, we need to give up the world we know. Yeah. So that's why I think oftentimes answer are animal conscious and are animal emotional remain unanswered because the outcome of correctly answering that question will turn the world around. And right. that's uh, where we, we can separate the dogs and look at them as uh, any other non-human animal and have them just because of their 
uh, ability to blend into the human environment, like uh, some creatures that are more... Um, yeah. Kind well, of. domesticated, like that's what I was going to say. Like we treat dogs like they're a different category of the animal, uh, because, like, because but... yeah, because we've domesticated them and they have learned to be with us. Yeah, but so we domesticate we domesticate from that angle. We domesticated cat, uh, cats too, but we domesticated uh, uh, cows and chickens and pigs as well. So just not, uh, it's but again, just they're not in our homes and traveling with us and as much but some people are because pigs have become pets and chickens have become pets so it's happening so there is a, there is a kind of very interesting thing um and we as the so now from my perspective and bringing your pure love and harmony concept and the protocols in place uh, require answer yes animals dogs especially dogs are conscious being they have a level of awareness of the world around them, and they can find themselves. Uh, they, they can find themselves become aware and experience the world around them from within, and that is exactly that's a, that's a fundamental beginning of the communication channels used in between mm -hmm. humans and animal uh, dogs when we approach them by talking. Humans learning canine language. That's putting yourself on the level of the consciousness of the dog, you put yourself in the shoes of the dog, you understand the world in which dog lives, and you try to give the, to the dog's possibility to respond with a positive or acceptable behavior. That's not aggressive, that's not leash pulling, that's actually perfectly behaved dog out from using their own consciousness level, their own world awareness of the world, that we align in, learning, hum uh, learning um, canine language and start to communicate that language as a non-verbal language. Now, it's not English, it's not Serbian, it's not English, it's not German. It's non-verbal language. Right. It's not don't do that, do this, stop, uh, come, right. go, uh, sit, uh, lay, uh, return. It's not that. It's right. pure love and respect. Right. And the outcome, what we get from the dog is a respect. Respect. And when the dog, because the dog that respects the leader, the, 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 dog, the parents, the dog parents, they're going to do everything for them. Out from, not disrespect, but out from uh, taking the burden of the leadership, the dog needs to act according to only tools that they have in order to protect their humans. And that might end up leash pulling, aggressivity, phobias of all kinds. Because, again, that's exactly how did the dog, dog act out from fear. And so, that's, them, that's them, though, trying to protect because it's filling the gap. Of yeah. the lack of leadership from the human, from the yes, and that's okay. that's again putting them in a perception perception of being aware of leadership that's missing. Right. So the soon the dog become aware that leadership is missing, their willing choice to protect the family or to protect the group is to step into role of the leader, right. no matter how frightening that will be for them. And that's where the exactly why we can't teach dogs to obey, because on some uh, levels of the nature, laws of nature, the dogs are much more natural than the humans are. Mm -hmm. If that yeah. makes sense, right? Well, I yeah, and I still feel like though there's this gap, and and I know this is part of what you teach in the rituals, and I'm like so anxious for everybody to get to know this better because 
you can see people with their dogs on the leash pulling and the acting out and that kind of thing. And they think they're being good leaders because they're doing the obedience type training. So there's still that missing, like, even with your best attempt to be a leader and it's not happening as like, how do you become the leader they need to feel protected, provided for and whatnot. And right. that, that goes back to the four rituals, right? Yeah, that goes back to the, you know, putting every, for example, the most important thing is that the people think, okay, let's, let's, uh, you know, I'll, I can't stress enough to my students and also to the, to the clients that, uh, uh, or the doggy parents, or you know, yeah. that uh, the dogs are pack and group animal, right? Mm -hmm. Every group has its structure, and that's very important. Soon you have two people um, in doing some job. If they overlap each other, mm -hmm. there is no structure, there is frustration, and right. usually the group disappears. So even if you have human to human, right? right? Right, right. Uh, when you have anything that involves the the most common mistake that people do is to, you know, kind of tell, oh, I didn't, I didn't take my dog to the walk, right? Mm -hmm. And all the people feel guilty of not taking their dogs to the walk because the dog needs to exercise and dog needs to walk along walks and things like that. What we are doing with taking a dog out from the walk is our perception of taking a, taking a leisure time with our dog. We're actually, by taking dogs to a walk, no matter how long the walk is, it's a work for dog. It's not a leisure time. The only leisure time for dog is a play. When I play with my dog, I play with my dog with the, with, uh, when I play with my dog, and every single time you have that interaction with the dog that dog cherishes the most, is when strengthen the group bond through the play. But they, but they think, a lot of people think you need to have your dog like have movement or exercise like if they've been home all day, so you need to take them for a walk. That's kind that's, of like, that's, that's again, you're not taking them to a walk. It's, there is no such a construct as a walk into a dog world, into a pack world, into a wolf yeah. world. You don't, ha you don't go to walk because that, you know, the, the, the number one rule of the, of, the, of the nature is you need to provide a maximum result for less energy use. So there is no such uh, uh, kind of I'm taking a dog and then he's going to no. the dogs are going to work. If you are taking them to walk, they are working. And then obviously you're going to see the people, oh, I love to take my dog in a park and he loves to play there with the, with the, with the friends and then he they chases each other. And, and then oftentimes you're going to see that the dogs are playing in the park, uh, but the they are playing only until the new group didn't make a uh, uh, hierarchy. The moment the hierarchy through the play is established, the dogs stop playing. They're just laying around in the park. And you can see that when you go to the park, you have these dogs that are chasing each other and playing and, you know, kind of like growling on each other, things like that. But it's not a play because the dog don't play with the other members of the other pack. They with the, because the, the, who is a pack of the dog? Me and my dog, my husband, my children, whoever right. lives in, in the home. Mm -hmm. Every single time when the, when the stranger comes inside, the, inside for example, we, get the, we, we, got, we got guests, okay? Yeah. The, the pack, because the dogs don't have a contract that someone came in to visit. In their little mind, they don't know that the guest is going to go in one hour. 
They right. think that PAC expanded. Right. And now we have another, another member of the PAC that might stay here forever. Right. So and then they immediately start to seeing where is who is the leader is something changing now and things like the same thing happened when we go to the park. We take the dog to the park and what happens there we blend with the other packs. We extend the group. Okay. The dogs okay. Are that's interesting though. I mean I get that. I get that. That's interesting. I mean because that makes sense then. Then then you're reestablishing the leadership. Every single time when they, every with single the... time, and even on a visitor, because I think, like, I was going to ask you this, Sasha, because this is something that happens a lot of people. They don't want their dog to bark inside. Mm-hmm. But you said something about your dog the other day, like, said something, and then he barked again, and then you got up. And you went mm-hmm. to see because that's your responsibility because he's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And then I think he said something about getting in front of him in the door or something like that. And then he stopped. Mm-hmm. Right. So like so they that, can't, they can bark because there's a purpose for them barking. And then ours, our responsibility is to acknowledge it, not to just say stop barking. Yeah. Because the, you know, the barking is not a way the dogs communicate in between in each in between each other the barking is dog communicating to their humans mm. because the dogs not dogs don't bark in when, when in, they in see the each wild. other and they bark <laughs> to each other right what why they are barking to each other they are actually tell, telling to the owners ah. about the potential dangers yeah. because the, when you see the dogs when they come together the dogs usually the group of the dog uh, how do they communicate in between themselves with the body language, pulling the muzzles around, mm-hmm. barking, growling, all kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, showing uh, their teeth. The, what, what? Yeah, showing, showing the their teeth. teeth the putting up the, the coat on the, on the, on the chest and uh, no, on the chest, on the, on the shoulder next, next to a, next to a tail, putting mm-hmm. the tail high and or low or down and laying down in some busy position, things like that. So dogs in between among themselves communicate in the in the way of body language and all kind of this silent way of communication, right? Yeah. But for us they know where they need to bark to let us yes. know. Something. And you know that what 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 was that was uh, shown by experiment Dr. Berliaev about the silver fox experiment. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like um, he was doing some experiment the 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 uh, Russian farmers of the I don't know the the farmers were asking him like uh, can you make some foxes that are not so aggressive? So what he started to do is he started just the task had like approach the cage with the fox and then if fox attacked he would exclude them from the from the uh, from the breeding program and the mm-hmm. ones that were tamed he would just put them together so in couple of generations he already got into completely tame uh, foxes that occasionally when they, when he started to breed them occasionally they started to bark like a dogs foxes yeah. started bark and they said like a barking from that perspective the barking was actually established as a way of dogs communicating with the humans so every yeah. time barking on your on other dog is trying ex- to tell you something it's a warning to the humans that the potential danger is on its way right every single time when the dog barks you need to tell him thank you you need to step uh, in a leadership position and ex- exclude dog from doing the task for you and then if dog doesn't stop, then give him, give him time and space to think. That is why we are never taking over reactive dogs to walk. Is that, when, is that when then you would like 
put him in like a, a room by himself or something for a minute. So he's like away from what he was thinking was threatening and he has time to think about that. For example, when I was when I was doing that here, it was like, yeah, he barked. Some, someone was going in the front of the corridor, so he barked. Then I mm -hmm. said, thank you. He barked again. I, I then now I need to do a motion. Now it's not it's not enough for me to watch the movie and now I stop barking. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, now you need to you know, uh, you know, uh, do stand something. Up. Yeah. yeah. So now you need to action. Your baby is doing the job. Now you need to do your job as a leader. Move right to the, in front of you, and the, the, so whatever the dog is barking. Is it a window or it's a or it's a or it's a door, whatever? You step in between a dog and wherever the dog barks. Look at whatever the dog is looking at and say, "Thank you." Thank, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. it's okay. The moment you say it's okay, the dog doesn't have nothing to do. If keep keep doing it, then you take a dog with no words and exclude them to a place where they need to think. Okay. And that's where you actually get a chance to interact with the dogs very fast and very easy in a way that you give a chance dog to realize why, what he did in order to be excluded from the, from right. the pack. It's like, so, it, it's like giving a kid a timeout. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly the timeout. So you give them a chance to think and to relax uh, uh, while thinking. So they're exactly, it's immediately answered to, are the dogs conscious? Of course they are conscious. Yeah. Level well, you of can, their you awareness. Can. Sorry. No, I was gonna say because, like, also you can see when a dog is sad or depressed, or you know, like you you see their moods change. Uh, often time, we we just need to uh, pretend. Uh, we need to stop assigning to the dogs um, uh, human uh, emotions, especially the secondary emotions. The primary are okay to feel. Uh, sadness to feel sorrow to feel um, kind of uh, sadness is the most uh, most yeah because you notice like if someone dies in the family or somebody's sick or like they they are so attuned it seems to yeah. Yeah, what's there. what's what's happening so the, the, the just to come to a little conclusion of this what I, I was saying here for the dog that's so social and uh, and um, uh, animal group animal interaction with the group members is crucial, and the group member for the dog is not are not the other dogs in a park. It's a family. It's mm -hmm. me and my dog, and the only one thing you should be feeling guilty a day if you you like an owner didn't play with your dog didn't mm. and where where is the best best place to where is the best place for you to to play in home in the yard in the garden because in the home environment within the cave you don't need to go 3 miles away and right. then to play somewhere the, the you now you can say but i have a kita and i live in an apartment I can understand that, but that's again like a big, uh, not a big commitment, but it's a um, kind of like a sacrifice for both the humans and the dogs. You don't choose to live with a kita in the little apartment because mm. that's again will bring on you a lot of burden and uh, uh, the dog. By thinking the dog needs an ex exercise. Right. The dog in a nature wouldn't be exercising. <laughs> if you follow the right diet, if you follow the right uh, amount of the food, 
And right. if you have a right interaction with your animal, exercise is not important. You would also see shepherds uh, that are operating in the field when they are not working, when they are not in the field, they would sleep entire day long. You right. go to the, uh, in, I was blessed in Serbia to observe the stray dogs because there are a lot in Serbia. Yeah. And when you go to a, uh, observe the stray dogs, you don't see them walking around. They're, no, they like, they, they are around one building, around one mm-hmm. block. They, they go, you know, and what you see them doing entire day is sleeping. Yeah, you're right. I think about that in India. I was in, I spent five weeks in India and they're, you're Every right. That's what the dog, dog is sleeping. Yeah. And the people would feel guilty. And by feeling guilty, why you didn't take your dog for two mile walk? It's not a problem for you to take a dog to two mile walk, but just to understand that when you take your dog to a walk, you are taking dog to work and nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. don't feel guilty if you didn't do that. Right. But feel guilty if you didn't find five or ten minutes a day to play with your dog. Yeah. That is just so huge. Again, I just feel like there's just, you know, miseducation about how we take care of our dogs. And this is kind of exciting to unlearn some of this because it feels actually like a more natural relationship. Yeah, the people, would, the people would go to a park, you know, you go like 10, 10, 10 miles or two, you'll drive to a dog park, you would go there and then your dog gonna, you know, ride, uh, have fun there, yeah. like fun, fun. Yeah. She would chase the dogs and things like that. Yeah. And every single time when the new dog come, a group expand. And yeah. every single time when a new dog come, the, the game need to start all over. Because yeah. the dog, Izzy... <laughs> sorry, Izzy hated the dog park, so of I course, ended up the dog not taking the dog park. Yeah, so I I could tell, and I stopped taking her. I was like, again, they tell us that's good because it's socializing the dogs and yada yada. But I would go, and I could just tell, like she hated it, and so I was like, well, I guess my dog doesn't like the park. But then I always felt like I, especially like being a a busy like career woman, you, I'm like worried about her being home too long and then I would play with her I feel like I needed to play with her and walk it's kind of nice to let people know the most important thing is to play yeah the most important thing is to play and that's the most important thing that the people want to delegate yeah to the other dogs in the park but right. nothing wrong with the, having a wrong perception but once you need to always you need to ask yourself uh, how can I improve a lifestyle of my dog? Because, yeah, I, I tell that everyone, because the dogs are very emotional to us and we are emotional to dogs and that's emotional entanglement. Nothing wrong in that. But if I claim that I love my dog so much, I need to do what's best for dog. No, that's why I think it's so good to have this, this new, is... new new information. It's not, not to make anybody feel bad, including myself. Yes. It's just like yes. so nice to learn because it, it actually frees you up because a lot of this di- doesn't feel natural. Like the obedience training feels like it's shutting your dog down. It doesn't feel like it's communicating with your dog. Like everything we're talking about here feels like it's a much more attuned, natural, you know, mm. like you say, harm- harmony. Like it's, it's yeah, a it pure love and harmony. And it's like, oh, but like it's like we need permission because we've been told all these other things. The dog would be returned to a shelter because the people don't have time to walk them. Yeah. And it's not, not about the walk. It's not about the walk because the walk is not a leisure time for the dog. So it's about you the attention. Take... It's about the attention and the connection and the playtime with them. 
playtime is the only one. The playtime is the only thing the dog needs from you, and they need that from you. Yeah. They don't need that from anyone else, and they're the most happy if you are doing that at home. If you have a little apartment, take him in a yard, have claim some space that's your and your dog place, and have no one there. The mm-hmm. dogs doesn't need these parties and this excitement of galas and red carpet. <laughs> That's completely out of their role and out yeah. of their, uh, on the contrary, is making them much more depressed, much more anxious, anxious. and they're making them much more when you take the dog to a when you take a dog nothing worse than you take your dog to a to a daycare or leave the dog someone uh, for into into some uncertain group member, right? We don't know which dogs are in the daycare. You're you're delegating something that's your responsibility to someone else that can no one can do neither the dogs expect from the people to do it as the owners or the readers would so if you if you need to work uh, shifts of eight hours it's nothing wrong in that your dog you you can establish the routine that your dog going to become completely aware because the dogs are conscious on the level of their awareness mm-hmm. the level of awareness um, uh, uh, grows as they learn about uh, about the routine of the environment they live. So if you establish a routine of eight hour work working, and then when you come home you have some time for your family, or you some time for yourself, and out of all of that time for yourself and for your family, you choose 10, 15, 20, half an hour real interaction with the dog. I don't know what can play hide and seek, play that, that, you know, push them and they'll come back and play, take the ball and give the ball and do this and do that and engage entire family, engage the family in the play. That would be the most mental stimulating uh, and uh, developing that inner, uh, uh, inner awareness of the dog that he's important an integral part of the group that separates for eight hours, reunite every eight hours, and in between, yeah. they're going to do nothing rather than sleep. Yeah, well, I think the thing comes in, though, like when people travel or they have to, like, work, you know, like I had to travel for work. If It's ideal for them to stay in the home, but if they can't, is it just then finding a regular um, routine for them? If it's not you, then it's, trying to be consistent with who who takes care of them if you have to be gone uh, the always the best way would be to have an, a home sitting person that would be yeah. the best so they don't go away from the, the cave. from their cave right and then uh, that that's the most uh, how can i say the most uh, and living mate and living uh, care animals or right. whatever that should be a a future of uh, of the pet space and pet care business and the people should rely on the people that they trust because right. if you don't trust person to let them in your house, to sleep in your house, you shouldn't trust the person take, taking With care your of dog. your dog. Yeah. So that's so important to have uh, consciousness and awareness about that. And you don't need a person to take your dog in a walk. Don't right. feel guilty. Yeah, I think this is don't great. Feel guilty. I, think, I think this is going to really liberate um, a lot of pet owners, uh, like pet parents, because... We've, you know, again, it's new information. It's a new understanding. And with that, and we're learning better how to take care of our dogs. That's a big, that's a big burden off the dog and off of us. And you would always have this contrary to this, because I know every single time I come up with this publicly and live, 
they said no but they are bred to do that and generation they are like working animals and they are doing this and they're the yes but you you can you know if you project that uh, the uh, uh, you you just need uh, environmental uh, environmental um um, how can I say that? Environmental... Um, An environment for that dog? Like if you have a husky? For example, if you have a husky and you never put him to sled, mm-hmm. he wouldn't develop that skill. He wouldn't, he wouldn't develop that part of his genetic potential. You Would he a, still need to go run and work and get that energy no, out? No, he don't need to. Okay. You can, but he don't need to. Yeah, I think that's a misconception too because I, yeah. That, that that would be kind of like oh we have we have we have you 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 have for example parents that are opera singers, and then you have their child. Ah, right, that, that makes that's sense. Not an opera singer. Yeah. Or you, you have all the genetic predisposition to do it perfectly if you start doing it. Right. Okay, that makes sense. If that you makes never sense. if you never develop those skills. If you never open that potential, mm-hmm. that potential should just not be exposed or expressed. Oh yeah. my God! <laughs> so this is this is a good segue because this is happy. Hi, happy. And happy, happy is going to be part of our guest next next week. Oh, his doggy so- mom, Alex, wanted to work on some things and things that she is not understanding with like his behavior. And so we've invited her to come next week with happy because happy was, happy was rescued um, from Mexico, from the streets of Mexico. Yeah. And that's that's, that's exactly, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, Also, you know, if you have a stray dogs and you put them in a home, uh, that would be the same thing if you expect from that dog to run away every single time just because he bred to be stray dog. Right. It's not working like that. So the Huskies right. and Dobermans and all of this work, uh, world of the uh, dogs that we use for centuries to perform something that they are not doing anymore. Right. That's and now they're right. not that's, doing. That's and, r- uh, I mean, again, this is really, I think, going to free up a lot of misunderstanding for people and how they approach both the kind of dog they choose and then how they need to arrange to be able to care for them. Yeah, because we, we, we will talk about that la- next time, about all of that anxiety that yeah. oftentimes is, uh, is uh, character- characterized as a happy dog. Yeah. It's far away from the happy dog. If you, if that, that's a very interesting way to put it. You, you, you come home and then, or you, you point the lead to your dog and then your dog s- start screaming and barking mm-hmm. and waving the tails and things like that. That's ridiculous. If you would have a person behave like that, you will call an ambulance. <laughs> you would have a cat or a horse compared to, you know. So that's not them excited to see you. It's... That's anxiety for the health of their leader. Mm. Or if you go out, if you go, if you go out and the dog start immediately, you know, getting anxious, what they are doing is they're raising the levels of adrenaline so they can perform because they are going out to work. Oh. They're not going out to have fun. To play. They're not <laughs> going out to have fun. So what you need to do before you take your dog out, you need to make them not react. So when we can talk about that, how to. But first thing we need to understand, we need to raise our consciousness by raising awareness about learning the language of the canines. Right. Why do you think that, how, oh, he loves me like that, right? 
oh, he loves me. He, 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 every single time when you, when I come home, he's the first one to greet me. And then, and then you have this, for example, uh, if your mom would do that to you every single time when you come home, oh my God, mom, can you just stop? Stop. Stop doing that. You are embarrassing me. Are you crazy? You should yeah. stop doing that. You are always, or you have a child that's every single, can you imagine, can you just, oh my gosh. Put, yeah. can you just give that, that behavior a human face right. and then see how you would react if someone right. behaved. It's not a normal behavior. It's a reaction. Yeah. And then if you understand the concept, context in which reaction happens, then you would really know how to, how to balance with that. What yeah. you need to do before you go out, be sure that your dog is not reactive. So don't take reactive dogs to work in long walks because you are setting them for the failure. They're going to pull on a leash. They're going to bark on every single dog that buzz by. They might become aggressive towards people. You never so you know. calm them down? So like, so like if you come home, you, you, you let you, them be calm before you go to walk. You first practice the rituals. One of the rituals is... Re reuniting and departing rituals they need to be performed perfectly but also uh, the the loose leash walking or the uh, dogs walking uh, peacefully next to us you know is mm -hmm. practiced at home with no leash mm -hmm. right you need to you need to understand you need to develop the positive behavior of the dog at home yeah, at home. yeah i don't and i don't think we've talked about the ritual mm -hmm. of reuniting no, and leaving so maybe i don't know if we want to do that with alex when she's yeah maybe we can do that next time we can ask her how she's doing and then we can explain her why she's getting that uh, if she's doing it right perfectly but i i, I barely saw any human uh, doing the right department i, I wouldn't think sure. so i wouldn't think so because i mean again that's what we're told like when the dog comes home it's like oh they're excited and to see us and you don't and have nothing, and you don't have there nothing unusual and unnormal that doesn't repeat itself in the pack re, 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 reuni, reuniting. When the pack reunites, what happens is the, the the usually the ones that are home are the lower rank of the pack of the of the of pack. the members, like the puppies or the babysitters or the omega wolves and things like that. So what they are doing actually is they are greeting the leaders that came home but most importantly they want to jump to the to their uh, to their um, lipses and uh, mouth so they can lips uh, they can lick the mouth to uh, provoke the vomiting so the mother and the wolf will vomit and that's what the puppies would eat yeah. because that's wow. <laughs> huh? I just ooh, but yeah, but good. That's yeah, because what they're supposed the puppy, to do. the, the yeah. wolf goes like miles and miles away to hunt. Ah. So the mom wouldn't bring home like a piece of the deer for the kids, yeah. right? Because right. that's that's life threatening. She doesn't carry nothing in her mouth. Uh, maybe if something is very close or the puppies are around, she would move something like a couple of yards or something like that, but not smiles. So what actually happens is that the mom or the dad or uh, older back members would eat there, digest it while they are coming home, and yeah. then by licking the licking their mouth, the they they gonna uh, uh, provoke the the vomiting, and then they gonna vomit the 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 food for the puppies. So so you're bringing that up though because we're talking about the the reuniting. So <laughs> if we're replicating the reuniting of the pack when we come home, 
It wouldn't be like everybody goes bonkers. It, they usually go, but that's why they are doing. But they doing greet that. them, but it's a calm. It's a calm coming. What together. we what we actually do is we come home and we just keep doing our things without greeting the dogs on any level. So that really? would be the right way to come home, and that's oftentimes it will be like very. How can I say it would be very? Um, that would be counterintuitive. Cruel. Yeah, right? it would feel counterintuitive, like you're ignoring them. But it's kind of ignoring them, but that's what exactly the mother and the father would do if they are not bringing home food. Hmm. If they don't need to vomit, they would exactly that, do that. They would just go away, move the puppies aside, just walk by bus them, go there, and then the puppies would play, peace down, and they would start again playing. So what we need to do here is kind of just, you know, uh, the right way to reunite would be that you come home, you don't give any, 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 any uh, attention to your dog while he's screaming, jumping, and things like that. Because you just need to understand, your mom maybe tried to do the same. And you told her, don't do this, mom. And now you are coming back to a dog and no one loved me like my dog does. <laughs> your mom loved you too. You just didn't let her come close to you as you give to you your dog. felt smothered, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So what we are doing here is we, you carry on whatever you do. And you see, as much as you establish this ritual, would be that, uh, for example, uh, the dog would need like first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, they would just always be around you, jumping, doing this, trying to grab your attention. And then occasionally, they're just going to lay down. And uh, what you want to have is that, probably you hear easy, easy doing that too. And I, I hear Henny as well, and a lot of dogs. And, and when I work like one-on-one uh, -on -one and getting to a home of the people, uh, what you want to hear is usually the dog laying on a side and then You heard that sometime from me? Mm -hmm. That's the moment when they are completely relaxed. And then you give them a chance, like five minutes at least, to enjoy that peacefulness. Everything before that was a chaos and drama. They interacted with us, they tried best, they did this, they tried to uh, see, are we hurt, are we, do we need some help, do we need this, do we need that? We just carried with our stuff. Once, once they see that everything is under control, that you have everything under control, they're going to first sit down, they're going to look around, maybe be, be quiet for a couple of minutes, and then don't, don't let them fool you, because they may just you know, sit a little bit, look at what you are doing, and then try again. You ignore all of that, and you wait for this sign. The dog lays down, usually on the side, and you wait for, for that. And okay. then let them have that peace for themselves. And then call them. And, and uh, you know, oftentimes the people... You, give come them like, say, you said like give them like 15 minutes then, once they calm down? Yeah, but, but after, the ex after that one. Exhale, yeah. Give them okay. as much as time you want. But yeah, th that's actually the time... When they are completely relaxed, yeah. and oftentimes in the in around the people, they don't had get the chance to be relaxed. So yeah. there, where you can practice that actually under the leadership, um, uh, uh, when the leader is around, it's actually the best best play best time for you to be relaxed, right? For the dog. Yeah, yeah. And then you can oftentimes the people would come and say, "Oh my God, you want me to behave like a." you know, like a robot to my dog and you want to make, no, you want to communicate with it. your dog consciously. I, I, well, that's what I was going to say, like, 
I mean, I get it because you, you've said it enough now that it like it makes sense. Like you are establishing you're fine. The house is fine. The dog is fine. So you don't pay attention to chaotic behavior. So you're setting the tone that everything's fine. Then they get a chance to relax. You let them stay relaxed because now they know like, hey, everything's fine. So it's established that you're in control and you're the leader. And so they're truly relaxed. So there's no burden on the dog. And then when you choose to engage, you're, it's like an intentional calling them. Yes. And that, again, is you being the leader mm-hmm. and saying, now we're going to engage. And, and, and they, get, they, get, they get to follow and they get to play. And again, it's being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Feel, that's really that's like, that's like, that's really pretty, though. Like, it's a, it's a nice arc. If you look at all of it, it doesn't feel quite so you know, terse to come in and just be like, ignore them because you're, you're setting it up to yeah. be a better, more calm, less stressful experience for them. Yeah. yeah. And you do the same when you go, when you want to go out, if you take a leash and you see the dogs going into this drama mood, release the leash, let the, you know, put the leash down and wait for them to calm down. When the, when you take a leash and then how you can practice, maybe, maybe the dog need to go to pee and now you don't uh, have time to practice and you just need to take a dog out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's going to do it at the home. And what you need to do is kind of like think about when you are giving your dog the food. Because usually we're going to give them the food and we're going to take them out. Because actually that's when the um, initiation of the bowel movement would be. When they eat, they want to get immediately, they're going to go to toilet, either to pee okay. or to pee and poo. So what you want to do, if your dog has a problem with the leash, what you want to do is play with the leash during the entire day. Take out the leash, put that, put it uh, in the morning when you wake up. You take the dog out, you come back. Mm-hmm. Your dog is hectic and reactive and all kind of those things. Okay, now we are, and then you mm-hmm. come home, and then entire day you have a leash and move the leash around the house, left, right, yeah, put it there, and you know, kind of like change the place for the leash without intention of taking dog out. And then you take a leash in your hands. The dog gonna see. Oh my God, we go out. No. Put the leash down. Carry on with your things. This Are we going is good, out? Sasha. This is really good because you're teaching us how to be the leader we need to be. Yeah. Like I think, I think this is like really, really important. The examples because these are the things we run into and we don't really know how to establish the leadership. And this is super helpful because, like to me, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. And now I know what to do to to, to be that leader. So I think I think this is great. I think we should talk some more about these rituals. And we can do that next week with Alex. Yeah, we can we can go through the rituals next week with Alex. I just wanted here to set a tone on yeah. a very important conclusion that every one of us should um, have on its own. Are the dog conscious? Yeah. Can the dog experience emotions? Are the dog aware of the world around them? And can they internalize that, dog, that world? If the answer on that question is are yes, then you don't have other option and other you then don't have any other uh, excuse not mm-hmm. to start learning how to communicate with them canine language and stop all of this nonsense of obedience and training and me my world and my way or highway because if you if you agree and consent to a consciousness and emotional intelligence to a dog then that world is yeah. big no anymore. It's big no. Yeah. And that makes sense too, because um, we know when you talk about leadership, I think sometimes people think leader can be dominant. 
means dominance. And it doesn't mean that like a good leader is one that is respectful and kind and takes, takes into consideration the people that he's leading, he or she is leading. So I think that's like the clarification too, like what is a leader Mm. and then, you know, unpacking that for how we do that. That was a wonderful, that was a wonderful, uh, we had, we had this coronation of the King Charles uh, III Uh. now. Yeah, and uh, the, the, all of those rituals in uh, putting the leader on the top of the hierarchy in the monarchy system is so uh, so easy to understand, right? Because you mm-hmm. have, and then he said at one point, he said, "I'm not here to serve. I'm not here to be served. I came to serve." Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, I don't know. Did yeah. you get that those rituals? I was just watching it, just from the perspective of to try to find." the good uh, human way of understanding the, the, the hierarchy and the leadership and the pack thing. Mm-hmm. And then there is a very important thing. The leader is responsible to carry his duty. And his duty is to protect. And then he gets a sword. He gets uh-huh. that sword. This is for you to protect your people when needed. Yeah. And that, so, that's, what I, that's what I mean. I think it's... It's talking about what a, a true leader really is versus yeah. somebody like, you know, Hitler that's like that's more authoritarian and, and is dominant and, and takes over by force. Bully. It's, yeah, very different. And when so, you when you when you wanna enforce anything to anyone, then you are not leader, you are bully. Right. You shouldn't be called leader, you're bully, you're abuser, whatever you wanna whatever prefix. And has a responsibility. The leader that leads, provides, and protects is mm-hmm. one that's responsible. And leader that leads, provides, and protects, he's in the middle, in between the outer world and the family. Outer world and the family. So everything that is outside of the door, I need to try to find a way to provide from there and to protect from there, and to lead my little pack in there. So those three things, if I claim I'm going to do for my dogs, the only thing they can do is follow, because they have yeah. hope. Yeah. And that's so nice and so easy and yeah. so applicable to everything. I, I, I mentioned the, the coronation and the monarchy because in all of those uh, 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 like uh, ancient tradition, um, metaphors can be found. Yeah. Not that I'm an oh, King Charles, that's great, monarchy, this, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a completely out from the political spectrum. No, I, I know what you meant. It's just a metaphor mm-hmm. of the, how the, the human group is organized as well. And yeah. if you, some, in some countries, you don't have a king, you have a president. In other countries, some presidents are leaders, the other ones are dictators. So, and all of them are leaders of the country. But well, they're, in a leadership, have, they're in a leadership position. Yeah. But then it's like, have have uh, have and they can choose either uh, either to inspire the nation or to bully the nation. They right. don't have other option. Yeah. And then it's kind of like uh, the the if we just need to ask make this for yourself at home, everyone. Like, am I consent? Am I am I am I, uh, am I um, what kind, kind of, of leader do you want to be to your dog and your family? Yes, that's yeah, really but, what it is. Like being conscious about. What kind of leader do you want to be 
and then make sure you inform yourself so you know how to be that kind of leader. How to become. Yeah. And start trying to ask a question yourself. Would you consent to that, that the dogs are conscious beings? Are the dogs able to experience emotions? And what do you think are the dogs able to understand the world around them and as well to internalize it? Yeah. And if answer is yes, you don't have other path to go, then pure love and harmony. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. So good. So Wonderful. good. That was a very nice uh, night, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot of like of, of a like practical application. And I hope everybody watching that you did too. Because I, I think these are like really nice when we can use these examples that a lot of us run into and, mm -hmm. and just are at a loss with good intention, but at a loss as to how to do it differently. So mm -hmm. I think this is really helpful. And next week, when we have Alex and Happy on, I think that's going to be really great because she can share examples and, and then you can help. And I think uh, following the lead of Alex, I would invite every one of you to write us a uh, messages and uh, you know ask to be a guest on our show we are more than welcome to uh, to yeah. host any one of you that might uh, want to uh, look deeper in a, in a relationship with your dog and be brave enough to step in front of the camera so alex thank you so much for your bravery and i look forward to more uh, for the next uh, next week, week episode. yes yeah and then in a time i invite all of others that want to follow the lead of alex to contact us either through the email or through the message or just in a comment and uh, our team going to contact you to set the to set yeah. the show yeah because i, I guess think that's a nice they, way to go right yeah because i think these examples are going to really help um solidify like and, and and embody like what we can do so we'll we'll start with alex and then any questions from anybody? I think yeah, because I think that would be that would be always important and understandable for you, everyone of uh, watching and listening to this show. You are not alone. Right. You're gonna see that a lot of people are struggling, having the same things, and the answer is so simple. We just yeah. need to take a leadership position, and there is there is so simple way to claim that back because we don't need to explain nothing. We just yeah. need to do. I love it that it really is so simple. I really do. I mean, I think we always try to overcomplicate things. And the fact that it is more simple than we thought is, is a relief. It and now let's just, let's just like learn it and apply it and watch <laughs> everybody be happier <laughs> and healthier go. and healthier. Uh, healthier. There you go.